Hello everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Building a Business podcast. This is the podcast where I am just trying to make a life and a living doing what I love. And I'm taking you guys along on the journey with me because I'm trying to figure this out. There is not actually a whole lot of information teaching me how to do this. And so I thought maybe somebody else could get some value off of watching me make mistakes and watching me just week in, week out, trying to figure out what's going on. So my name is Jared, I own two businesses. One is One Up Creative, the other is Shoreline Media. With One Up Creative being a wedding photography and videography focused business, uh, the primary money maker in in my life, uh, as well as Shoreline Media being a business focused on telling short stories for businesses and solving problems for businesses, uh, like a branding agency kind of thing. So this week, we're kind of coming to a close of the uh, business plan series that I've had going on. We've had this business plan series going for the past few weeks now, and so we're going to kind of finish it off today. Today, what we're going to be talking about is kind of the where we're going from here, uh, what the plan is from this point on. So we've talked about a lot of the reasoning and the planning behind all of our decisions and now we're talking about the starting steps what's going on going into 2021 and where we're going next because now that we've got all the basics out of the way it's time to actually start making some moves and we've already started making some moves there's a lot of stuff still going on uh, but we've already kind of started making some moves so we're going to start off today uh, talking about like we do every week what i did this week this week was a weird one um and I can't, <laughs> I can't even really remember what I did this week. Uh, for the past few weeks, I feel like all I've been doing is just editing. Uh, but this week, I actually got kind of a break from editing. Uh, I wouldn't say a huge break, but a little bit of a break. Uh, because this week, uh, I kind of had just a little extra space uh, in between two projects. So I've been working on stuff for the church uh, a lot lately. And uh, found out that I actually messed up. Um, that's totally on me. Two two different things happened uh, with the audio on two different shoots uh, for stuff that I did with the church, and I ended up having to reshoot some stuff this week. Uh, and, and I'd be happy to dive into that uh, here in a second. So uh, I I had to end up reshooting a couple things on Thursday and Friday. Uh, they didn't take long, uh, but they did take up a good chunk of my evening. Uh, as well as a couple other things happened, uh, and so there's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on uh, with that, and so I didn't actually do a whole lot of editing this week. Uh, so I did, I did reshoot both of those things, and I did play a little bit of video games this week. I actually got to play video games for the first time in months. Uh, jumped back to Fallout 4 for some reason. That went, that <laughs> became my go-to uh, in this period of extra time. But that time is coming to an end. Uh, actually, as I'm recording this right now, uh, I'm importing footage to start the next project uh, because I have to <laughs> get stuff done. So, what happened with the shoots? Um, interestingly. Uh, I'd say one of them was a total accident. I'm not quite sure how it happened. The other one, legitimately, I could say is probably my fault. Um, So both of these 
shoots had audio that had gone bad. One shoot, uh, we were recording basically like two or three other videos within like the same hour. Very fast paced because we were on a super tight timeline uh, and we were using a lav mic. And so the pastor was recording his audio on the lav mic. When I brought the audio back into the editor, uh, the audio just, there was an audio file there, so we were recording, um, but there was just absolutely no waveform at all. Like it was just totally silent, which is a really strange occurrence for me because in my experience, especially with this audio recorder and most of the audio recorders I've worked with, if your mic isn't plugged all the way in, um, you'll, you'll get static, but you won't get uh, total silence. And the only way that you really get total silence is if your mic's not plugged in at all. And the interesting thing about this particular recorder, uh, it's the uh, Zoom F1 recorder, is that it has a locking connector for the lav mic. And so there isn't really a way for the mic to be, be kind of just kind of locked in. Um, it's either locked in or it's not. And obviously we had it locked in. And so I'm just really stumped on how that happened. Uh, only, only solution is I could have thought it was locked in and it wasn't actually, which would be strange because we did record videos directly before and after that. And it was fine. It's just that particular one minute video, uh, just wasn't recording audio. I'm not sure why. Um, but we had to re-record that one this week. The other one was actually a series of a few different videos. So we have a, a large series that we've been doing, and I think I talked about that last week. Um, and I've been editing that one a lot. And there's a, a series of videos where a whole bunch of different people are speaking, uh, and we brought them into our studio upstairs in our church. And we just had them speak uh, into the to camera. We had a teleprompter for them, and they would just say their little piece, two and a half minutes a person, maybe three and a half for some of the longer people. And what I had done is I've been working on this whole studio setup for the studio upstairs at our church to kind of streamline the whole process of making these videos uh, because we do enough of them now where it actually makes sense to kind of streamline that process. And so I've been working on kind of getting this whole setup up. So I've got a tripod and then we have a uh, Panasonic G85 is our camera in there. And we have a light. Uh, we use the Godox SLB60W like I'm using right now. Uh, so we just kind of have this whole setup. And one of the things that we have is we have a Sennheiser MKH416 microphone, uh, which is a fantastic microphone. Uh, it's, it's kind of the go-to in the microphone space for uh, field recording. It's just one of the most popular microphones out there as far as shotguns go. Uh, so we have that up on a stand, and the thing is I've never really used it that much because uh, sound has always been a problem in that room. Uh, the room, is, since it's upstairs, it sits right between the rooms where the AC units are actually mounted. Uh, so if you walk up the stairs, on the left side, there's a room that has an AC unit in it. On the right side, there's a room that has an AC unit in And the middle is where our studio is. And so sound has always been a problem in that room. And so one of the things that I've been working on as I've been pushing the studio through is actually getting this whole thing set up to where we can actually run audio. So we have that MK416 
And then we also have a Zoom F4 recorder, uh, which is an awesome audio recorder, but the thing is I haven't really used that much along with the microphone. And so as I've been trying to get this whole thing set up, uh, I, I actually ran it for the first time for this video. And what I did is I ran the sub out directly into the camera. Uh, so the audio coming out of the recorder would go directly into the camera so I wouldn't need to record the audio separately on SD cards. And so I'm still not entirely sure, but I think what happened is one of the inputs on the Zoom F4 recorder is dead. And if you have that input on at all, it'll just put out a ton of noise into your audio file. Uh, and that basically makes the audio file totally useless. Um, that's just my theory. I'm still not 100% sure on what's going on with it. But if you just mute this one particular input, all of a sudden your noise disappears. I didn't know this at the time. Uh, I guess I hadn't done enough testing with it prior to this recording session. But uh, when I got the files back into our editor, I noticed that the audio files had just a ridiculous amount of noise in them. And I had to do noise reduction on a lot of them. I think there's five or six of them total that have this issue. And I had to do noise reduction and there was two of them that I just wasn't able to repair in any kind of meaningful way to where they're actually usable. And so we had to reshoot those. And it's a big bummer. I don't like making mistakes like that, uh, but I guess every now and then mistakes do happen. And so that's something I gotta live with. Everybody's seemed so super understanding so far, but it just sucks because I want to be professional and being professional means not making dumb mistakes like that. And that was definitely a dumb mistake on my part. So, all right, so this week we are talking about where we're going from here. So we're gonna talk about this in two parts. Uh, we're gonna talk about the one-up creative part and then we're gonna talk about the shoreline media part. So we're rolling right into a new year and so that's why I feel like this was a pretty timely uh, thing to talk about. And let's just jump into it. So One Up Creative, uh, rolling into the new year, we're look, kind of looking at, okay, we got our goals, which we talked about before. Uh, you know, we want to we wanna book 10 weddings, so we got to figure out how to get 10 more weddings. We want to book higher paying weddings, so uh, we've got to figure out how to do that. And so the main thing that we need to work on with One Up Creative really is marketing. And I feel like I've struggled with that for a very, very long time. Marketing um, is ironically not my strong suit uh, because I'm a branding agency and a big part of branding is marketing. Uh, but marketing, I've always felt it's pretty difficult for me personally. Uh, I just don't think that I have the particular skill set necessary to do that well. Uh, and so it's always just something that I've struggled with. And so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in order to, to remedy that, right? And so I started writing down, you know, I figured first, I guess in order to really market well, you have to figure out who you're marketing to, right? Because you can't market a product to just everybody. You know, Coke is not marketing Coca-Cola to people who drink water only, who are like living a super healthy lifestyle and refuse to drink sugary drinks. 
you know, that would be counterproductive for them because they're not going to convince those people to buy Coke. And so if I fig if I want to successfully market, I've got to figure out who I'm marketing to. And so I started to write down, I, I wrote down, you know, I said, what does my ideal client look like? Right. And I just started to think about this and run through the scenario in my head. Like if I could pick the ideal person, what do they look like? Who are they? And, and such and such. This is what I said. I said, my ideal client is probably laid back. They're easy to talk to and they like having a lot of fun, but they aren't like partiers. You know, I think of like having fun as in like going on adventures, doing really cool experiences, but not the type of having fun that like they get plastered drunk every Friday night and don't even remember Saturday at all, you know. They're probably a younger couple, and when I say younger, I mean younger than 30. Uh, I'm not saying uh, younger isn't like necessarily 18. Uh, they could be, you know, that young, but uh, they're probably under 30 because I feel like they've got a lot of life to live still. They like doing all this crazy stuff, and so I feel like a younger person is probably more geared in that direction. Now, I feel like this couple really values memories. I feel like there's a really important aspect of their lifestyle. Part of the whole reason they do everything that they do is because they want to have the memories, all these really cool experiences that they've had together. And, and so memories are something that's really important to them. And so it's not necessarily that they're looking for technically perfect photos. They're just looking for something to look back on their life 20 years from now and have these incredible memories of like, Oh, this brings back so many emotions. And I want someone who isn't controlling. Uh, I feel like I'm the type of person that just kind of rolls with the punches. And I feel like my ideal client is also that kind of person, right? And I want someone I can connect with. Uh, I feel like they might also own a business or they might have an interest in art. They might be involved with their church or they might like the outdoors. These are all things that I feel like I can relate to somebody on some level, and I feel like that would be an important aspect uh, for my ideal client. And if you guys haven't caught on yet, um, these are all aspects of my personality that I feel like I would be able to relate to somebody on. You know, I feel like I'm a laid back guy. Uh, I like adventure, but I'm not a partier. Uh, I like memories. I'm not like a technically perfect kind of person. I'm a roll with the punches kind of guy, not a super like hard and fast controlling type of person. And, you know, all those men things that you can connect with. I feel like I'm describing myself when I'm describing my ideal client, which is strange to say. Uh, but I feel like maybe that's why I like, I would vibe with somebody or I'd get along with somebody who's like that because I feel like there's something more that I can relate to there uh, since they're kind of like me. So then I started to ask myself, okay, what, what does this person's online presence look like since that's the primary way that I'd market? Uh, and how do I reach them? And this is where things kind of differed a little bit for me. So I asked myself, okay, if we're talking about social media, what kind of social media platforms does my ideal client use? And the answer is definitely Instagram. I feel like 
they'd be Instagram heavy since they're so into photos and memories. I feel like Instagram is just one of the best ways to catalog your life. Uh, if you're just making quick little posts, it's super easy to just scroll right through and look back on a whole ton of memories. Um, I feel like Facebook has turned into an area where there, a lot of people do sharing, where Instagram still isn't that whole environment. So it's not so much <laughs> of seeing pictures of recipes, unless you're a recipe Instagrammer, um, but it's a lot more personal and, and that you're actually posting things about your life. And so I feel like they're definitely an Instagram person. They might use Facebook, but I feel like they'd use Facebook for a lot more of the local interaction with people they know uh, than necessarily cataloging their memories. So they also might use TikTok. Uh, I feel like that's where all the young people are right now. Um, but I'm also not sure how the demographic of TikTok actually relates to people that I can personally connect with. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an avid TikTok user, but I'm not an avid TikTok poster. Uh, so I'm not sure what the demographic of TikTok posters actually look like as far as uh, people that I can relate with. And uh, I feel like the type of things they post, like they post travel photos. Like I feel like our ideal client likes to go places. But like when I say go places, I don't mean go places and like go to Italy. I mean go places and like they like to go an hour away from home. You know, they like to make these small little day trips all the time instead of like going one place for a couple of weeks every few years. You know, I feel like they like to just do these little tiny daily adventure type things instead of these really monumental big adventures every so often. I feel like my ideal client definitely posts about food. Uh, I don't have any reasoning behind that, really. I just feel like uh, as a person who likes to adventure, food might be a big part of that. They like to try different things and go around the, all over the place. And so I feel like they post about food just because they like food. I feel like it's a part of culture and it's a part of their lifestyle just to kind of enjoy the life a little bit. Like they like food. And I feel like my ideal client posts a lot of pictures of each other. I feel like as a couple, they really do love each other a whole lot and they just love sharing in each, in each other in that, right? And so then you can ask yourself, okay, if that's what my ideal client looks like, like how do I really reach that person, right? And then what I realized is that I really, if I want to reach these people, I really have to focus on Instagram a lot more than I do. Uh, for a lot of personal reasons, a few years ago, I decided to like stop using Instagram. And so I didn't use Instagram, I think, for basically a full year. And then I kind of slowly use it a little bit, but I intentionally avoid it. Uh, I purposefully don't use it. Uh, for the same personal reasons that I don't want to really go into here. Um, but basically, it's just a become a, it became a problem in my life, and so I got rid of it. And so it's something that I've avoided marketing on because in order to really market effectively, you have to use the app. And so I feel like I'm going to have to figure out some kind of solution to be able to use Instagram more. And so one of the things I'm thinking about doing is really developing a strategy to do that. 
Uh, I want to post a whole lot more, probably a, more than once a day to Instagram, but I just got to figure out a method on how I'm going to do it. I'm still not 100% there yet, but I know 100% Instagram is going to be my focus. Uh, one of the benefits of our modern day is that Facebook has finally insta in integrated a Instagram thing into their business manager, and so I'm able to actually post to Instagram and Facebook at the same time now from Facebook's side of things. And so I don't necessarily have to use Instagram to do my posts. I just have to use Instagram to do some more of the management side of things. And so that's very handy for me uh, because it gives me an opportunity then to be able to post more on Instagram and to Facebook at the same time with a little less hassle. So that's definitely gonna be one of the main focuses of next year. Uh, I also need to rework my website. Um, I want to work on my sales funnel a little bit because I feel like uh, while I do have a push towards sales, my current website doesn't push hard enough. Uh, and I feel like also it just doesn't have enough information on it. So I want to rework everything to kind of just one, load faster, two, funnel more on the contact page side of things. Three, I want to rework the contact page so that it actually contains a little more relevant questions because right now I think it only asks for your name and your email um, and I want to ask more than that. I would love to ask like questions like how important photography is to you on your wedding day because I feel like that helps uh, discover a whole lot about people's priorities on their wedding uh, versus you know, just asking them like, hey, what do you want to know? Uh, do you want pricing information? I feel like uh, asking some more specific questions like, like, you know, how important is photography? Like from the start, will just help get a lot more information about them. And so I, w I would love to rework that uh, and also uh, add a little bit more information on the website overall. You know, like right now my about page only says a little bit about me. I would love to say a little more about uh, my photography in general and like what our services actually have to offer uh, because I feel like that'd be kind of important. I also, uh, I think I, I need to post more about pets on my socials. Uh, we have two cats and I don't really post about them much because Honestly, I'm not an animal kind of guy, but I do feel like my ideal client likes animals. I don't have a reasoning for that. I just think they do. And so I feel like in order to relate to them, maybe I need to invest more in loving my cats and post about them some more. So those are all the things that I'm kind of trying to focus on. I also need to work on some advertising. Still don't have a clue on how I'm going to do that, but I'll have to figure it out. We'll see. We're gonna move on now to the shoreline media side of things. And so the shoreline media side of things is totally different. Uh, still marketing, but marketing in a completely different sense because so far, shoreline media has not made a single dime as a company. Uh, and so right now, the entire marketing side of things is totally different. My goal, as I discussed before, has been doing these whole story uh, videos. I feel like that's my number one marketing effort right now. And so that's what I've been focusing on. And I'm just trying to continue with that. You know, and I'm not, I'm obviously the shoreline media side of things is a lot shorter than the one on the creative side of things. But that's all I've got right now. 
that's all I really want to focus on. But my plan is pretty simple. Like right now, these story videos I'm doing are just kind of like three minutes long. I like to slowly elongate my story videos. Uh, so I like to go like from three minutes to five minutes to 10 minutes and eventually to like 15 minute videos. And the reason I want to do that is because I want to move from just like these short little snippets of stories to actually telling stories, right? I like to elongate it into kind of like mini documentaries because I feel like ultimately that's where the business lies, I think, is telling these legitimate little miniature stories. Uh, and I feel like three minutes is definitely not long enough to do that. And so I'd like to build it customary that my content uh, for these stories is not going to be short. It's going to be as long as it takes to tell the story. And so I'd like to move slowly as I tell these stories into telling them in a way that uh, actually tells a full uh, arc of a story instead of just a short little snippet. Other than that, uh, I'm just trying to right now meet a whole bunch of people. I have an idea on how I'm going to do that. Um, and I can talk about that on a whole nother episode because I really don't want to get into it here. Um, but essentially it has to do with restaurants in our area and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to network, meet people, market, and that's really all I'm trying to do. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Building a Business Podcast. My name is Jared. If you're watching the video version of this and you want to listen to the audio version, you can click the link down in the description below. And if you're listening and you want to watch the video version, check out the show notes and you can find more information there. Thank you guys so much. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.